Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international best-selling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. If you guys like escape rooms like I do, or have never been to one but are curious, then you need to check out Unlocked, the online escape room which means you don't have to even leave your house to get immersed in this super fun online escape room adventure. And right now, there's an Unreal offer exclusive only to the Scary Mysteries viewers where you can play the heist volume one absolutely free by using the promo code FREEMYSTERY when logging in to TEGUNLOCKED.COM. But you need to move fast because the free play is only available for the first 5,000 people that sign up. This game is super fun and really easy to get started on, which is awesome. You just log in and immediately you're in there as a special agent who's tasked to hunt down Vincent Hahn, who's an international art thief. And this is brought to you by none other than The Escape Game, which is one of the best escape room companies in the entire country. This is all free, so go check it out by going to TEGUnlock.com and using the promo code FREEMYSTERY to unlock the heist volume one. Links are in the description. Again, the first 5,000 to sign up will get the whole game for free by using the promo code FREEMYSTERY. Five Facebook posts that unlocked shocking crimes. The advent of social media has paved the way for even the most ordinary people to do the most extraordinary things. From viral videos to cat memes to feel-good stories, Facebook has it all. Apparently, 
The site is also filled with harrowing stories like the ones on this list. Here are five Facebook posts that unlocked shocking crimes. Number 5. Arnold Tenorio It's said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Weeks before the tragic incident, a man named Arnold Tenorio had been posting numerous status updates on Facebook where he talked about death and committing suicide. On February 11, 2016, for example, the 47-year-old man said that if he lost his life, he prayed that God would protect his children and wife. As the days passed, his post messages became more intense and suggestive. I will keep one bullet for myself, he said in one post. He also began sharing internet memes on his wall, and like most of his posts, the messages were also about suicide. Like a man crying for help, Tenorio went on to write part of the lyrics of the classic Queen song, Bohemian Rhapsody, which says, Goodbye, everybody. I've got to go. Gotta leave you all behind and face the truth. While all this happened, the man's family and friends had become aware of his troubled mental state, and yet they couldn't do anything to prevent what was about to occur next. A former firefighter, Tenorio was forced to take an early retirement from the Philippine Bureau of Fire Protection due to his drug abuse case. He was known within his ranks to be a manic user. His persistent drug problem was often the cause of conflict with his wife, Florina, and the fights became even more prevalent now that he was stuck at home. As he began to spend more time alone, his paranoia grew. Despite the fact that his wife, a school principal, was faithful to him, the Filipino kept on insisting that she was having an affair. On May 24, 2016, Tenorio walked inside the school where his wife was working. There were a lot of teachers, students, and parents around at that time since they were preparing for the upcoming school opening. He went into a bamboo hut where the woman was at and shot her three times at close range. The shooter then fled from the scene and went back to the family home. Meanwhile, the victim was rushed to a nearby hospital. The doctors, however, declared her dead on arrival. As there were plenty of witnesses to the incident, it didn't take long for the police to track down the killer. They immediately went to the suspect's place and surrounded the entire house. They then heard three more gunshots inside, which further alerted the authorities. He threatened to shoot anyone who would dare arrest him, and as the tensions grew more intense, a relative volunteered to reason with the shooter. However, their conversation ended up in a physical altercation, this was the point where the police intervened and finally subdued Tenorio, and the man has since been detained. It turns out that while holed up in his house, the ex-fireman posted several times on his Facebook page, making apologies. But one terrifying post stood out among the rest. He said that he actually meant to shoot others, 
but changed his mind as he could no longer do it. Mrs. Tenorio was survived by their son, who was also there at the scene to witness his father gun down his own mother. Number 4. Alexander Davis It's quite disheartening to know that people who are kind and generous are often the ones who die the earliest. One of these exceptional individuals was Alexander Davis. Davis was remembered by his family and community as a really good kid. But, like an evil twist of fate, this goodness of his would turn out to be the cause of his life's tragedy, at least according to what his message on social media seemed to indicate. On the morning of November 23, 2020, the 23-year-old posted a cryptic status on his Facebook page. He said, A good heart going to get me killed. I can feel it. On that same day, the Little Rock Police Department responded to a call regarding a crime scene. Inside his home, in Suite A, at 7604 Eagle Drive in Little Rock, Arkansas, Davis was found shot and killed. Another close relative said that he was distributing food and feeding the homeless the day before the tragedy occurred. An investigation was conducted where it was determined that the young man wasn't involved in any illegal activities, nor had he taken part in any gang-related issues. They also couldn't point out any person whom he may have been in conflict with within the community. At the time that this video was made, no one knew the circumstances surrounding the tragic incident. The LRPD, in particular, still hasn't made any arrest in the case. Meanwhile, the victim's family is still grieving over the loss. They are now calling for any information that could help authorities crack this strange murder case. Number 3. Corey Adams Sometime in June of 2001, 19-year-old Corey Adams attended a friend's party. Witnesses said he was with a girl... Unknowingly, he was making sexual advances on the female, but the latter did not give him consent. The party went on, and the unknown victim ended up intoxicated, and he offered her a lift, which she accepted. Sometime during their trip back home, she passed out, and when she woke up, she allegedly found the driver cutting her pant legs off using a knife. He was now trying to have sex with her, and she pleaded with him not to do it, but he pushed on despite her resistance. A couple months after the incident, Adams reportedly had a phone conversation with the girl. This conversation didn't turn out well because she threatened to call the police about the rape, and the man threatened back in turn. After their heated conversation, Adams went on Facebook and vented his frustrations, he went overboard when he asked on his wall if anyone was willing to kill the girl for $500. I got $500 on a girl's head. Who wants that bread? Hit me up any way possible, he said. Police took notice of the post 
and a detective decided to go undercover to try to find out if there was any truth behind it. The operative was able to set up a meeting with his would-be employer, and this meetup was supposed to reveal the target and the price for the job. However, the teenager failed to show up, and he didn't even give a reason for bailing out. Despite this, the police continued to monitor his Facebook account, and indeed, once again, he called out for a hitman. And this time, there was a hint of urgency. Having found their probable cause for arrest, authorities moved in quickly to catch the frustrated young man. During his interrogation, he confessed that he really meant to look for someone who would do the dirty work for him. The Westchester, Pennsylvania native was officially charged with rape, criminal solicitation of murder, and other related accounts. He accepted a plea bargain, which carried an 11-22 to year state prison sentence, followed by three years of probation. Number 2. Derek Medina Sometime in August of 2013, a man named Derek Medina posted on his Facebook wall a chilling message stating that he had killed his wife, Jennifer Alfonso. He accompanied the post with a dreadful photo showing what appeared to be the bloodied and lifeless body of the victim. Though it has been a long time since the website took down his page, the image is still out there, giving nightmares to those who dare to take a look. Medina, who was then 33 years old, admitted to the crime and was brought to trial. During this time, he revealed what appeared to be a troubled home. Living with their young daughter, the man told the court that he was allegedly abused by his 27-year-old wife. The tragic incident allegedly started with a verbal altercation while the couple was upstairs in their bedroom. They were fighting because he had failed to wake his wife up early in the morning as he had promised. Investigators testified to the court that Alfonso threw things at Medina, who was now pointing a gun at her, but did not fire. Their argument continued downstairs in the kitchen. Some of the scenes were even captured on one of their home interior surveillance cameras. It was at this point when she purportedly pulled a large kitchen knife on him. He went back upstairs for the gun and then fired at her. A medical examiner said that the woman received eight gunshot wounds in total. In a videotaped statement, the defendant said that he only did it to defend himself, but the prosecutors were as adamant in insisting that this wasn't mere self-defense as he had intended on killing her. The court was told that the husband emptied the magazine of his gun when he shot Alfonso, what makes it even more unnerving is that he had the time to take his phone out to capture an image of his wife sprawled out dead on the floor. The implications didn't stop there, as prosecutors also presented evidence indicating that he had long been planning to kill the woman. They also pointed out that considering his relatively huge size, he could have easily overpowered the much shorter female. Post-trial interviews said that Medina showed no remorse as he was led back to the same jail where he was detained since he surrendered to the police. 
The court subsequently found him guilty of second-degree murder, and he was sentenced to 25 years to life in jail. Number 1. Emmanuel Sampson Aside from Facebook, other social media sites like Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram have become platforms in which people express their political opinions and leanings. A young man named Emmanuel Sampson was among those who used Facebook to voice out sympathies and interests. A review on his page revealed that he was particularly immersed in issues regarding black supremacy, black rights movements, as well as various conspiracy theories. His radical views on race ultimately became the catalyst for one of the most terrifying armed atrocities the town of Antioch in Nashville, Tennessee, has ever faced in its history. It started on September 24, 2017, where Samson parked his blue Nissan Xterra near the Burnett Chapel Church of Christ. Melanie Crow, a congregate of the church, was outside in the same parking lot as she was on her way back to the gathering after buying some cough drops. Loud gunshots were suddenly heard. Samson, who was now wearing a ski mask, fired his two handguns, a 9mm and 40 caliber, at the woman. He shot Crow once in the face and followed it up three times in her back as she ran towards her car. She instantly dropped dead on the pavement. He then entered the church from the rear side of the building and walked through shooting six more people. At this point, the gunman was confronted by another church member named Robert Engel, whom Samson pistol-whipped. A struggle ensued, wherein Engel attempted to disarm the attacker. During the altercation, the perpetrator shot himself in the chest. The 22-year-old churchgoer took the chance to run to his car to get his own licensed firearm, He then pointed the gun at the wounded shooter, while the others called and waited for the Metro Nashville police to arrive. Samson, who originally came from Sudan, was arrested on the spot and was brought to a nearby hospital for treatment. Meanwhile, a homicide investigation was made, and it revealed some unsettling details of the crime. Apparently, He had brought additional weapons in his vehicle during the attack. This could mean that he really intended to claim more lives out of that incident. And they also found a note referencing the Charleston church shooting of 2015. If remembered, this shooting incident involved a white supremacist who murdered nine African Americans who were members of the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina. During his trial in 2017, Samson told the court that he hoped to kill at least 10 white people as revenge for the black American victims in the Charleston church shooting. In his defense, his attorney said that the accused suffered from schizoaffective disorder. This means that he suffered from psychosis and that he might not have truly understood his actions during the shooting. The prosecution, however, pointed out a plethora of evidence proving that the man was fully aware and had understood the extent of his crime. On May 24, 2019, the court overseeing his trial 
found Samson guilty of all 43 counts of charges, including first-degree murder, aggravated assault, and civil rights intimidation. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. He is currently incarcerated at the Riverbend Maximum Security Institution in Nashville, Tennessee. If you guys enjoyed watching this video, then check out Six Insane Murders Caused by Social Media by clicking here. So there were five cryptic Facebook posts that unlocked shocking crimes. All communication we conduct online, like on Facebook, leaves a trail. Like an etching on the wall, they help reveal some of our innermost struggles. Sometimes, however, they also uncover some of the most disturbing deeds. If you guys enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe and check out our Patreon page, where we have our five shocking homicides caught on TV and Facebook Live video that you guys will want to check out. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you soon.